Hey, hey, everybody, it's episode number 14. I gotta think about uh, what we're gonna talk about. No, I'm just kidding. I, I got a lot of story left for you. As a matter of fact, we're only about four and a half months into this story. Uh, just about five months into this story. But, um, but no, for starters, I hope everybody's enjoying their summer. It's been hotter than heck here the last few days. Uh, I always get that. I just don't deal with the heat. Once I got into my mid-30s, the, the heat. So, and I, I know some of you guys are out there probably thinking, man, I'm seven years old. This kid's a puss. <laughs> but no, uh, no, for real though. I just, I don't handle the heat the way I used to. And, and a lot of it since I, since I got this disease, it, uh, I don't know. I wear out real easy and I, I'm just, I'm not the toughest anymore. And I just, I don't deal with the elements. If it's really, really cold, I do, I, I do do better when it's, when it's cold out, but when it gets hot, it just, man, it butchers me. It just, I do not like the heat, you know, and like today I'm, I'm out in the heat for, for the day I was out there all day working on a, a sprinkler systems and some landscaping stuff but I, uh, I I worked all day and soaked up that sunshine and by the end of the day even after drinking plenty of water and everything um, and I don't drink soda and all that all that crap anymore but I uh, even after drinking plenty of water all day, I end up with this. I don't know if anybody else does. I'm sure they do, but this like headache that just comes out of nowhere. And you know it's because you got too much sun that day. And it's just, man, I, I fought with one of them for a while. And then I ended up, I went and uh, I, I was just going to go home and go to bed. But I try to be a real supportive friend if I can pull it off. And I, I had a pretty good time, but I, my buddy Ryan was... Tonight was his first night racing mini sprints in uh, Newcastle, Wyoming. And, uh, yeah, Ryan Cook. Hopefully that's a name we see in maybe some magazines or something. That'd be kind of cool. But, no, his first night racing tonight. It was actually really cool. I, I haven't been to a good race in a while. And to see a good friend of mine that make his debut doing that stuff, it was it was kind of cool. So, but uh, But, no, it was... It, it was it was a good day it was a good day i uh i got the day with my kids they helped me uh, work on sprinklers and stuff and it's always it's always fun working with them guys except for <laughs> some of the weird stuff they say man i i am glad i'm i was done with puberty like 20 years ago or whatever the heck but i just Man, some of the things that comes out of my twins' mouths. 13 years old. and I, Just some of the stuff they say. It's just... <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like... So I just... You know, and they're at that stage where they get to argue with about everything. So you got to put them in their place probably 20 times a day in order to get anything done. It's just just that age, I think. But, but no, I love my kids. I got great kids. I definitely would not trade them for anything but they and they are a big help it's kind of it's kind of nice you know i i still picture them you know back when they were in diapers and now they're out there helping me dig holes and 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 work it's kind of kind of cool but at the same time it's kind of scary you know 
but uh but now it is cool but no like i said we're at just over four and a half months so we're actually going into my birthday the 24th of april okay i'd been in there but at this time uh over four months and it uh it's that point in time where we're going into my birthday but just kind of a quick summary about the conditions i'm in at this point in time i'm not moving still we got a little bit of movement in my thumbs and a very 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 tiny bit of movement in my wrists and then obviously my my side to side motion with my head which ended up being the completing element of being able to set up my dad and my communication system with our five dollar pair of sunglasses poster board and a couple dollar tree uh laser pointers so i uh that was a big turnaround we we finally got to start communicating a little bit and it was kind of a big boost for me but uh i'm still at this point in time i'm still on the ventilator they're trying back and forth to just cut down the pressure and uh and try to get my lungs to maybe try to make a little effort on their own and uh it's back and forth back and forth with that at this time it's some days were good and some days were bad i mean there was times where we think we were doing good and they would turn the machine down a little bit and but then that night i would i would fall backwards and they'd have to put it right back up to where it was and we played that game for quite a while there um but it was you know ultimately it's it's neurological you know and that neurological system if it's coming back it's coming back at its own pace so it's not like you can just rush it and, and as much as you try i mean you're kind of at the mercy the mercy of how your body is recovering so so i was dealing with that and chest tubes after chest tubes after chest tubes because my left lung kept collapsing and uh, just just something to add to this whole fiasco you know yeah you're paralyzed you can't breathe on your own you know why not let's let's just total one of your lungs too at the same time just to add a little more to this whole thing but uh but no that's about where i was my depression had kind of eased up a little bit um things i was kind of communicating a little bit with the uh the contraption that we had came up with there it did make life a little easier so being able to actually you know when a nurse would come in and she just open up them glasses and put them on me turn on the little laser pointer and uh hold the poster board up and i'd start spelling words or something you know to communicate so it was really it was really exciting to me to be able to do that but but yeah that's that's about where we were in this whole this whole thing and uh um i had continued having dreams some of the dreams were just they, they never really changed they were just really far-fetched dreams but uh at the same time very interesting dreams so some of that stuff was some of that stuff was pretty dark and crazy but but no i there i want to change change any of it honestly because i look back at those times and some of the stuff was just so energizing to experience i mean they honestly this whole this whole thing like a lot of people are like oh my god that's the worst thing you could ever go through and 
And yeah, it's a bad thing, but at the same time, it's awfully, uh... I don't know, it's awfully fascinating. So when I actually started to develop that kind of mind frame at that point in time, was how fascinating this experience was. I, uh... I was really... I was really kind of at that point where where I just wanted to know about this whole thing. I wanted to know what was going on. Um, it was it was one of those deals that that just it had my attention and I, I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to know what the heck this was. I wanted to be able to down the road be able to be like, hey, this is what I got. This is what the stages were. This is, you know, I wanted to be able to read this this disease to people front to back, and uh, and and know about it. You know, I mean, like I said in one of the other episodes, like this is literally, I think, the closest a person could be to being reborn. You literally, your body gets tore down to nothing, and you have to patiently wait for it to rebuild. And in the meantime, you got to relearn how to do things as you're capable of doing it, or you regain the capability. So, I mean, it, it really is, really is a crazy, crazy disease. One thing that kind of had me stirred up at the time, as I'd said before, is this, this uh, isolation thing that we had going on with me because I kept giving. They they'd take samples of my urine, and we never did. I did come to a conclusion. I don't think. But I kept having an abnormal reading with my urine. So they were getting infectious disease doctors involved and sending stuff all over the world. And uh, it was one of them deals that just kind of left us hanging. But I know it was driving all my friends and family that would come in to see me. It was driving them crazy because they'd have to put on the caps and uh, the hair things. Um, The mask, they'd have to put on a mask and they'd have to put on... A gown, and I believe they were putting on the things that go over their their shoes, the little booty things. Um, no, they have to get all suited up just to be able to come in and visit me. And uh, and and apparently it was hot, and I I'm glad I didn't have to wear it. <laughs> but but no, it was the biggest complaint I ever had on them was, man, these things are just hot. Like we don't know what what to do there, but. But no, I at this time too something something that uh point out there was I came out of the initial ICU by now and then I was more of an intensive care uh for a respiratory uh support so it was a respiratory floor. And uh that's just kind of where they put everybody. My daily routine was to get wheeled out for uh x-rays in my chest because like I said I had collapsed lungs that just kept coming back and, and whatnot but no so that that's about the condition I am pretty poor condition definitely not something I would want to do on a regular basis but I'm at this point where I'm, I'm starting to be kind of more intrigued about what was going on than scared of it you know because I came to the conclusion that being scared of what was going on was going to do nothing but hinder my recovery. So, trying to mentally get more involved with what was going on, I felt like was going to 
be what actually jumped up my game a little bit there. But April 24th, my birthday. And I remember Will. He was one of the nurses. Or a CNA, maybe. Yeah, CNA. Um, he'd come in there and he, uh, he talked to the doctor, talked to the nurse, and, um, got an approval because it was my birthday, you know? So my buddy Colt, um, him and his wife and kids, they came in at, at one point there and my room had a lot of birthday stuff built up in it. A lot of people just really made me feel at home there during that time and and uh the uh it, it was it was nice you know it was a nice a nice thing to have people kind of acknowledge the fact that man you're in this hospital it's a real crappy situation but hey it's your birthday you know so and I had, I was in a room by this time where my view out the window of this room was actually Pike's Peak outside of Colorado Springs. So it was kind of cool. I was, I was really in a great place. I might not have been in the best shape, but I was in a great place. But no, they got it approved. Will had got it approved to, obviously I couldn't eat cake and I couldn't have ice cream or anything like that. But they were going to take a little bit of frosting and just put that little bit of frosting in my mouth, kind of like the biogel or the, uh, man, I wish I could remember the name of that stuff. Biotine, biotine, maybe. But yeah, they, uh, they were going to just put a little frosting in there so I could at least savor a little bit of like a, a cel a celebratory, uh, taste. You know, it might not have been eating cake, but we were going to get a little bit of frosting for a little bit of flavor in my mouth. And it almost killed me. Well, I came in there, put a little bit of frosting in my mouth. And the way the ventilator kind of creates a vacuum in there, I somehow ended up choking on it. And it was, in a way, kind of embarrassing. But but it was uh, it was how it went. I got a little bit of frosting for my birthday and, and some really good company between my buddy's kids and 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 my aunt and uncle, my cousins that came in to see me. It was it was really nice, nice really to have all that. Uh, all all the people that that I love the most come in and see me for my birthday. It felt good, but but no, I. I go through my birthday and and something that something around the same time we were so when they when they do uh or when you're in a situation like this like I said in some of the past episodes nurses are obsessed with urine and poop they want to see your urine they want to see your poop they want to know all about it they write notes yeah it was solid and dark colored or something I don't know but they they'd take notes and they'd leave it for the next the next nurse and that nurse would be like oh my god poop notes you know so I mean it was it was a big deal but something they would do along with this is every time I would I would uh, urinate I obviously I was wearing uh, what they call condom catheters 
It literally is set up just the way it sounds. It's basically just a balloon that goes over your stuff if you're a guy. And um, you urinate and it goes right through the catheter, through the hose, and into a Foley bag. And uh, yeah, it was, it was one of those things they, they monitored fairly close. And I remember, I remember the pain with these things. So there was these, these like little setting things that would kind of, kind of grab a hold of some skin. So the thing wasn't coming off as you were urinating and stuff. And I remember those things. And I remember waking up with some excruciating pain. Because I'd have a new one on or something. It'd be kind of an aggressive thing. It was like having a shark tooth stuck in my... Yeah. But, uh... But no, it was... it was That's how I, that's how I was urinating. But the problem is, is they would come in and they'd do bladder scans. So they scan your bladder with like an ultrasound system so they can see if when you urinate if you're actually discharging everything that's in your bladder because the residual stuff just sitting there could you know that could be a bad deal so so they'd come in and they do a bladder scan and my bladder wasn't completely voiding so Jim another really cool one of one of the my favorites from this facility down there he, he comes in there and he explains to me, he's like, look, buddy, he's like, uh, I hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to put a catheter in and help drain off the rest of your bladder because you're not, you're not completely emptying your bladder. Well, at first I'm just like, well, why would we have to use a different, you know, different type of catheter? You know, why can't we just keep using the condom catheter that, uh, that I'd already been using? But apparently, excuse me. Apparently, that's not the uh, that's not the same. So they had to actually run a catheter. Now I had catheters in before, but I was comatose. I, I wasn't. I didn't feel them. So this would be the first experience I ever had with getting cath. And I'm gonna tell you right now. Somebody shoves a hose up your, yeah, yeah. Um, it don't feel good. As a matter of fact, that was one of the worst pains I'd ever felt in my life. I don't ever want anything to do with that stuff. Thing is, is Jim had been so kind of emotionally involved with my case. You know, he's just a really caring guy. He's a, he's a heck of a great guy, heck of a great nurse, and. Uh, it hurt him just as much as it hurt me. I remember he was teared up and and just he felt awful for having to do it. But you know, when, when you're in a medical sense like that, I mean, you do what you have to do. That's just how it is. So when he did this and he shoved that catheter up there, it, uh, boy, it hurt. I instantly went to, my eyes were just teared up and crying and just not feeling good and not loving, loving what my life was giving me at the time and boy it was yeah they just woo yeah I don't ever want to do that again as a matter of fact just talking about it hurts but uh but no we I go through this and they, they get me drained off and kind of find out everything was fine anyways but it's just the way the body body was working at the time I mean my body had been through a, so much that 
can't expect perfection out of it. So that's just how it was. But we move on into the month of May. And uh, which ends up being, that's the, uh, going in the fifth month of this whole, whole ordeal. And, um, it, that month, I start getting a little bit of movement in my elbows. Not very dang much. So when I say a little bit of movement, I mean just a little bit of movement. I start getting a little bit of movement in my elbows. And, uh, by this time, like, I've lost so much weight. My body has deteriorated so far that I look like a dang Ethiopian or something that just isn't, uh, isn't being fed right or something. I don't know. I, I, I picture myself in one of those dang commercials for a dollar a day. Um, you can put some weight back on Shane because he looks like a skeleton laying in a hospital bed. Pretty disturbing stuff, but no. That's that's uh that's where I was with it. I was I was completely deteriorated. So they're trying to they're continuously trying to come in there and work with me a little bit. Physical therapy and occupational therapy and they're trying. I remember some of the worst things I'd experienced was when they would do the trying to help me get set up at the edge of the bed. So sitting at the edge of the bed that's a big that's a big uh, milestone to me. And it just wasn't working for me. I had absolutely no trunk control. I, I had nothing. None, none of my muscles were firing. It was it was literally like... Uh, what I can think of it as when we were all in high school and college. We always had that one friend that just drank way too much. and ended up passing out. But you can't just leave them laying on the front porch at the... Uh, the frat house I mean you gotta load them up in their car and get them back to their dorm room or something you know I mean we all have that friend and um, that's how I was you know when you're loading that friend up in your car it takes like four or five people to pack their limp noodle butt to the car and uh, get them in there because they have absolutely zero muscle response and they're just they're dead, you know? So that's about where I was with this. I mean, I was, it would take, there'd be a, a therapist or a couple therapists and then an assistant in there. It would take everybody just to get me sat up in bed, let alone do the pivot and twist and stuff to actually sit up on the edge of the bed. And then the, the, and I can picture her face today. I really want to go back down there and see see this gal. But my physical therapist that was in there, she uh, she was really trying to help get things fired up. And she was she got to the point where she was wanting to try to stand me up. So even though I'm not moving. I'm not supporting my own weight whatsoever. I uh I'm at this this point where they're they're just trying everything they can to just stimulate my body. So one of the things that was being tried was they would get in front of me, they'd they'd lock my legs out and stuff, and uh they'd put a put a gate belt around me, which is just basically a safety precaution, something for them to hold on to and and kind of help guide you around and help support you and whatnot. 
But uh, they put one of them on and somebody would stand behind me. Somebody would help lock out my legs. Somebody would help support me from each side or whatnot. And they would literally do like a squat and stand to get me up on my feet. And at this point in time, my feet are one of the most painful parts of my body. And, it, and a lot of it's just neuropathy and stuff that was going on. But, but I had really bad foot drop going on. Or drop foot. And uh, I just I had a lot going on with my feet. Uh, ingrown toenails. I mean, they... It, it was it was a bad deal and I was still at that point in the disease where just simply touching me felt like I was being burned it, it definitely wasn't a fun experience and it made it a real pain when they would come in and try to work with me like that because I, I just tear up and stuff and I shake my head the best I could trying to get them to stop because everything they were doing just hurt it absolutely hurt and but we kept trying we kept trying and honestly that is the most important thing you can do with somebody in that position is just keep trying definitely don't don't ever give up don't quit and give up it's just uh you're you're headed for disappointment if you give up your your body is not going to regenerate its movement and activation of all the different muscles and stuff if the brain forgets what it's supposed to do with that so i mean i understand it as much as bad as it hurt every time they would come in there and try that i get it so it's it's one of those things and and quite honestly i mean that's that's ultimately what what in the end is is what got me some movement back anyways but but yeah, we're in month five here. We're dealing with this stuff. And we're actually starting to do a little con- consulting and stuff. The the advocates for me in the hospital there, they start reaching out to other facilities because they're trying to find a physical rehabilitation facility that would take me while I was still on a ventilator. So while you're on a ventilator, there's a lot of complication there and a lot of responsibility is to... How, you're, how you are as a patient and the way they treat you and the different things they have to do for you and what level of assistance you are on a regular basis. And they, they really got to keep track of that. So being on a ventilator wasn't making anything easier when it came to actually getting some kind of a therapy program put together that would actually work for me and keep my brain in routine of what it, what it is to move. So I was going through it. It was a real deal. And uh, so they were reaching out, trying to find a facility that would take me while I was on that ventilator. And they tried Craig, uh, the uh, facility there in Littleton, Colorado. Great, great facility. That, that facility has a worldwide reputation for how good they are with spinal cord injuries and uh, traumatic brain in- injuries, uh, TBIs. So the facility's got a great deal, a great deal going on for them, and, and a heck of a great name. The problem was, was they wouldn't take me in my situation because it was a little different uh, type of neurology in the way in the way things were working, but not not really so much that, but. 
being able to support me while I was on the ventilator and then the amount of patients they had and whatnot. So they, they kept reaching out and uh, I'm not exactly sure what the process of, of that all is. I, I'm assuming that they probably go through your case with each facility and, and then they get to have a meeting or whatnot between their administration and stuff to make a decision if they're going to take you. So they were really shopping around trying to find a facility that they could send me to. And uh, they wanted to get me off of that respiratory floor and get me into something that was going to start getting me some kind of a rehabilitation going. And, and it made sense because my body's finally starting to move a little bit. My thumbs were moving. My wrists were moving. My elbows very, very slightly. But that's a good indicator in this, in this disease and the way you recover from it. When you start to have things just randomly fire up, it's a good indicator that maybe some of these nerves are starting to re rebuild themselves and there is actually starting to be a connection going on there. And that's, that's the uh, ingredient for a game changer that we're looking for. Once you start getting a little movement, you want to take advantage of every single resource that could possibly help your body and, and go with it. Take off with it. So, and that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to find a facility that would take me on that ventilator that could uh, ultimately uh, manage the ventilator, but also be able to start getting me into some kind of a, a physical um, situation as far as uh, the startup of a recovery program went. But they shopped around and shopped around and they ended up finding a facility that just did not work for me horrible horrible experience i'm gonna get into that a little bit in the next episode because we're all out of time y'all have a good night god bless we will talk to you in the next episode which will be episode 15 thanks you guys